Welcome to the Relatable Finance Podcast. Here are your hosts, Joseph Carl and Shane Phillips. Welcome to today's episode of Relatable Finance. Today's episode, along with all episodes, is brought to you by Provenance Wealth Advisors, a financial planning and investment firm headquartered in South Florida. Too good to be true. I think we have all heard this phrase many times throughout our lives. I've been hearing it a lot again more recently. We thought it'd be a good topic to discuss as it relates to financial matters. Whether it be Bernie Madoff's amazingly consistent returns in all market environments, or the great stock tip you got from your brother's, neighbor's, cousin's, sister's friend, sometimes things are too good to be true. When it comes to financial matters, we encourage lots and lots of extra due diligence when it comes to these situations. Yes, if there's one thing we'd like our listeners to take away today, it's that if something seems too good to be true, you need to stop and give it some more thought. These things happen, maybe not in the same form, but have happened again and again throughout history. What often makes it hard is that we want it to be true. We sometimes rationalize it, hey, I got this one right. Or on the other side of the coin, maybe a friend or someone we know got in early and made some money, so we feel that we need to jump in too. And for a time period, the rise in the value of some assets just justify our beliefs. It's important to remember that we're all human. We're all subject to behavioral biases, whether it be FOMO, greed, or overconfidence. Whatever it may be, we're human. So if something seems to be too good to be true, stop and make sure you understand why and what you're getting into. So let's start talking about deals or an awesome investment opportunity or a get rich with a little risk and only a little additional work. All potential too good to be true situations. Whether it be investing in an Airbnb property that will pay 10% a year and only make you work a little bit more on it, or investing in short-term bridge financing deal that is quote-unquote super safe but pays 25%. There's a reason these things expect to pay more than other investments or a treasury bond, which is considered risk-free, and that is because everything else is comparatively risky. And just a refresher, treasuries, which are bonds issued by the U.S. federal government, are considered risk-free. They're considered risk-free because we have the U.S. has the world's largest economy, the U.S. dollar is the world's reserve currency. U.S. and treasuries are, in fact, not risk-free. There are risks. But from a financial markets perspective, they are viewed as risk-free because they're the closest thing to it. Next, we have talked about the equity risk premium in the past, which is basically your expected return or premium over and above what you will receive for investing in something that is not treasuries. All of these other investments should be viewed in a similar framework. What is the expected risk premium or additional return I am receiving, and is it worth the extra risk I'm taking? So too good to be true. Let's travel back to Super Bowl 56 for a moment, when the Rams beat the Bengals in a pretty tight game, but I remember it more for being the crypto bowl because of all the ads for new or new cryptocurrency firms. Over 112 million viewers watched that game. That was a lot of exposure for cryptocurrencies. Shane, don't remind me. I'm a Bengals fan, and I'm still not sure how the Bengals made it to the Super Bowl. But I do remember watching the commercials and thinking to myself, wow, this is really happening. This is going mainstream. And also, these companies must be doing well to get the credibility and money to be able to afford a Super Bowl commercial. The dust hasn't fully settled yet, but in many parallels, but there will be many parallels drawn between crypto and the internet bubble in the late 90s, where they also had Super Bowl commercials. 
So one of those companies with a commercial was FTX. Tom Brady and Giselle were in the advertisements and also owned stakes in the company. For South Florida residents, this name also sounds familiar as it is, or should I say was, the name of the Miami Heat Arena when they signed a 19-year, $135 million naming rights deal in 2021. I saw them taking down the sign, Shane. I wonder if the Miami Heat get to keep the $135 million. For those of you who don't know, FTX has now filed for bankruptcy. And day by day, more information comes to light showing just how dysfunctional they were. I'm sure Netflix is licking their lips for a new documentary coming out soon. But let's take a look at some potential too-good-to-be-true financial situations. So let's stay on that topic with crypto billionaires. Enough said. Living in Miami, I've seen firsthand some of the wealth that crypto created. Ferraris for sale in front of hotels that would only accept Bitcoin. Yachts passing down the river with names along the lines of crypto kings or Bitcoin billionaires. I think we all had some serious FOMO moments when it came to cryptocurrencies. And with Bitcoin down over 70% from its peak, it was likely a too-good-to-be-true scenario. Definitely a risk-reward situation. With as much reward as many were expecting, you must understand that there is a lot of risk as well. Let's talk about some COVID stocks. Tesla, Etsy, Peloton, Zoom, Amazon, Moderna, DocuSign. These these stocks are down year-to-date in the middle of November between 40 and 70%. Many others are too. After the initial fall in 2020, stocks made a very quick and strong recovery with the Fed's very accommodative monetary policy and lowering interest rates. This increase, especially in some of these COVID stocks, made new market day traders and investors very excited about the market. In a lot of cases, they felt like they couldn't lose money. And I knew a handful of people who quit their jobs to day trade and others who became option traders. And I hope they all made good, good money. But not all years are 2020. It is hard to make money in a flat investment year, even harder in a year like 2022, where outside of cash or short in the market, basically everything else has lost money. It may have made some of those COVID stock returns a little too good to be true. I can recall exactly, Shane, four people who said during the pandemic they were day traders who had no prior market experience before the pandemic. But beyond that, let's move to the last category we will talk about today, which may be the too good to be true area, is high yielding investments. Stocks with a 9% dividend yield, high yield bonds paying 15%, or something like a structured annuity paying 15%. All of these are perfect situations where additional due diligence is needed. Let's take a company like Altria, one of the world's largest tobacco companies. With a current yield of over 8.5%, It seemed like a no-brainer for investment purposes. But over the last five years, not only has the price of the stock decreased, but it also decreased more than the dividend it pays, and you have lost money overall. Point being, a dividend, or yield alone, doesn't make a good future investment. And dividend yield goes up as the price of the stock goes down. So be aware of a stock whose dividend yield has doubled. Maybe they increased the dividend, but maybe the stock price just tanked. And similar thinking for high-yield bonds. A 15% yield is amazing, but what comes with that? An actual possibility of bankruptcy or else they wouldn't be paying 15%. A few years of 15% yield is wiped out quickly when they file for Chapter 11 bankruptcy. And finally, structured annuities. Some people love them, some hate them. 
We think different types of investments make sense for some, but not everyone. When it comes to these types of investments, make sure you understand all of the risks and rewards and the various nuances that may exist. So to recap today's episode, too good to be true. I think this is a great thing to always keep in mind in life, but particularly when it comes to financial matters. Ask questions, weigh the risk and the return. Try to stay away from having FOMO and maybe hire someone you can trust that will do all these things for you, like a financial advisor. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Relatable Finance. If you have any questions, please email us at podcast.propwealth.com or check our website, relatablefinancepodcast.com. Provenance Wealth Advisors is not a registered broker-dealer and is independent of Raymond James Financial Services, Inc. Securities are offered through Raymond James Financial Services, Inc., member FINRA SIPC. Investment advisory services are offered through Provenance Wealth Advisors and Raymond James Financial Services Advisors, Inc. Any opinions are those of Relatable Finance Podcast and PWA and not necessarily those of Raymond James. The information contained in this report does not purport to be a complete description of the securities, markets, or developments referred to in this material. There is no assurance that any of the trends mentioned will continue or forecasts will occur. The information has been obtained from sources considered to be reliable, but Raymond James does not guarantee that the foregoing material is accurate or complete. Any information is not a complete summary or statement of all available data necessary for making an investment decision and does not constitute a recommendation. Investment involves risk and you may incur a profit or loss regardless of strategy selected. Diversification and asset allocation do not ensure a profit or protect against a loss. Investing involves risk and investors may incur a profit or loss. Raymond James does not provide tax or legal services. Please discuss these matters with the appropriate professional. Past performance does not guarantee future results. Future investment performance cannot be guaranteed and investment yields will fluctuate with market conditions. Any examples given in the podcast are for illustration purposes only. Actual investor results will vary.